You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Pacers podcast. My name is Adam Friedman, as always, in the Stafford IndyCornRose.com, and one of the co-hosts of the Locked On Pacers podcast. On today's episode, I'm going to be doing the UCLA guys. That means I'm going to be previewing TJ Leaf, Aaron Holiday, and E.K. Anabogu. This is how we broke them up for the final player previews. This will be our second to last one. The last one will be the back roster guys, which Tony will do, which will come out on Friday, I believe. Today's podcast is Wednesday. If you missed our weekly show, that was on Tuesday. Check that one out. We broke down kind of the first three preseason games for each starter, bench player, important players. Talked a lot about Sumner and Aaron Holiday in that one. But for this one, I'm going to specifically preview Aaron Holiday, Leafs, and Abogu's season. Do quick five-minute segments, and that's going to be it for the podcast. So quick 15, 20-minute podcast, short one, easy to digest, easy to kind of get to understand the rookies before the season starts. Let's get to it. Let's start with the newest rookie on the Indiana Pacers, Aaron Holiday. Holiday is a 6-1 guard out of, obviously, UCLA. Um, He's got a really quick and effective jump shot. Um, But by that is that he can quick release for his three, very fluid. There's nothing that looks clunky about it. It, He has the kind of form and motion that project well to the NBA. He's got long arms despite his kind of shorter frame, which is only 6'1". His brothers, I believe, are 6'3 each, which made them kind of have made him better in players. He's brothers with Drew Holiday and Justin Holiday, if you didn't know that. Um, there's concerns about his defense. Um, he showed in the one preseason game he really played significant minutes. He showed ability to make blocks, use that kind of length for him. But he also showed, you know, some mistakes, decision-making, um, things like that that aren't that are expected from a rookie right now. It's expected from a guy who is literally going to have played one preseason game to not be completely up to speed with the game the way you expect out of a second-year or third-year point guard. Um, nothing I saw in the preseason so far has concerned me about Holiday. Um, I don't have high expectations for him this season because he is the 22nd overall pick. You look at the history of 22nd overall picks. Very rarely do they have an impact in their first season. Um, you know, I think his ceiling as starting point guard um, I'm hoping his floor is rotation player. I see him being a rotation guard in the next couple of years, and then we'll see where that goes. Um, but I like him as an NBA player because of his jump shooting, because of his ability to knock down the three, and just that motion and that quick release kind of point towards good things for him and if he's put in good situations in the future. With him this year, it's going to be a lot of time spending with the four Wayne Mad Ants. You know, he's going to spend a lot of time on there developing, working on his craft. Hopefully, he dominates. That's kind of a good sign for. These first round picks that they dominate. He'll maybe get, I don't know, 30, 40 games up with the Pacers. He might not play a ton of minutes, but it may be get some time to occasionally play in garbage time or, you know, end of a, you know, start of second quarter, something like that with the guy hurt. Um, I don't expect to play a ton of minutes, especially with Sumner seeming like he's supplanting him as kind of the fifth guard. The Pacers have basically five guards in their roster they're going to play. So they're going to play Joseph, um, Collison, Oladipo, Evans, and then they got, looks like Edmund Sumner is going to be their, their fifth guard. So. I don't expect Holiday to give a lot of contribution to this team, but, you know, I expect him to develop, and that's kind of the key. He is a little older. Uh, he did go to UCLA for three years, so he's going to be 20. He's 21 years old now. He'll be 22 um, after this season. He turns 22 on April, so that means by the time he's really a productive player, he'll be 22, which is sort of late for a player. But it also gives him a leg up on guys where he is more developed. 
He is not as skinny as CJ Leaf. He's older than CJ Leaf, actually. He's not as skinny. He's got more muscles, got all that kind of stuff. And he'll be able to kind of get caught up to speed faster. Where these um, older players don't take as long to sort of develop because they've had the college development, which is not as valuable as NBA development. I would 100% say playing 82 games is worth more than playing 30 to 40 games in college. But it, it does help a little bit, you know, in maturity, he's a team leader, all those things. Um, and I, I see the benefit for him staying in college. Even Holiday wasn't going to really be a first-round pick, I don't think, in his first two years. Um, again, he's probably going to be the same spot he is right now, so this is sort of like you get like an education and college is fun, all the things. So I understood why he stayed. But I think ultimately it's about playing and being in the NBA and being in an NBA lifestyle for him to get to where he needs to get to, which is probably next season, backup point guard, just starting point guard by Thursdays. And if I, if I had to project out his career, that's how I see it. I have literally no stats from this year. I mean, there is absolutely, I have zero projections for his stats because I don't think they'll be significant enough to even matter. I mean, if he plays, I'd be surprised if he played more than maybe seven minutes a game. And then like the games he plays, seven to 10, I mean, that's what I'd expect if he even cracks that. Leaf last year put 8.7, but Leaf kind of fit in more because they didn't have as many forwards where they have so many guards where I just don't see Holiday even getting a chance to play in the rotation. And that's not a big deal for him. Um, what you want to see out of him is development in the G League and when he plays at times, he'll look competent offensively. Defense will come with more experience, hopefully. Um, but something you won't know about defense really until he plays some games and makes some mistakes and things like that. So, with Leaf, we're with not Leaf, with Holiday, it's all about development. Now, flipping to TJ Leaf, it's a little bit different relief. Leaf, it's, I don't want to call it make or break, he did get his third year option picked up, but it's, it's time to him to prove himself. Is Can he be an NBA player or can he not? That's what you have to understand this year. Last year, uh, not good stats. 8.7 minutes, basically played unsignificant amount of points, like three points and rebounds, all, none of that mattered. Shot 43% from three, but then shoot a ton of threes, so, you know, small sample size. Now she have it with him, Leaf, it's it's trying to break the rotation. But in the preseason, he looks pretty good. Um, he says three pretty good games. Um, starting over Thad Young. Well, Thad Young's been hurt. Starting Thad Young's been placed in Thad Young's place has been pretty good for him. But with Leaf, it's can he play defense? Can he not make mistakes out there? Can he do the little things that require a young guy to be in the league? Because he doesn't have the raw athleticism that's going to make him, you know, wow off the sheet. It's can he do the little things right? Can he... Will he not, you know, look slow out there? Will he make the right pass at the right moment? Will he catch the ball and drain a three and not hesitate? Things that you want to see at your second-year player with confidence. And I think part of that confidence he's building in the preseason by playing these games. He's sort of kind of proving himself, at least that he deserves a chance to play for rotation spot. You know, right now I have him as the 11th guy out, really right behind Kyle O'Quinn. But if he can crack the rotation, that would be huge for this Pacer team because they don't really have a backup power forward. They have Sabonis playing it, I guess, but... You know, I thought Lee's best game was really the first preseason game, I believe. I'm going to pull it up real quick. But I believe he had double-digit points, and that's where he was really his best. Um, he was the best with the starters. I think he looked really good playing with other starters, which, you know, that's a different thing in itself because he won't get to do that in the regular season as much. But, you know, if Leaf, if Young is continually hurt, that could be a big deal for him. Leaf had 13 points and went 12, 6 or 12 in the, that first preseason game, and that's that's what I like from him. I think he, if he can put up that offensive output... That'd be really good. Shots wise, twelve shots is way too high for him. I mean, I, I'm thinking, 
I'm thinking he this year he plays 10 to 15 minutes and gets five shots a game. I mean, we're talking low-level numbers. Barring him kind of cracking a rotation in a significant way, which I just I'm hesitant to say he does because I just I'm, I'm so down on last year. But with these guys, you never know. You know, I preached last year a ton. He was a 19-year-old kid who had not developed. You know, put on the muscle he was going to put on at the end of his career was going to be when he was in a year or two. He didn't have. He was just super young, and it took him a little bit to figure it out. And he did. Have flashes at times. He looked like he worked with Lance a couple of times pretty well. Um, the thing with him is, it's sort of right. He's dressed as a kind of stretch four and a really good shooter. So he's got to show that off. And he didn't really show that last year because he didn't really look like he could play at the speed of the NBA. And that's this year. Can he play at the speed of everybody else? And if he does that, he has a shot at being a borderline rotation player this season and maybe a rotation player next season. Um, you know, I would love if Leaf came out and was super dominant, not even dominant, was super good and could be like easily in the rotation and would be the guy to replace that. I would love that. That would be the best thing to happen for him. But realistically, I don't see that happening. I see, again, hopefully 10 minutes a game, maybe, you know, when he's playing. Like, I don't think he's going to play. Do you think he'll play 50 again kind of thing? You know, you know, maybe average 10, I guess, in those. I mean, he does that would be surprising to me. They, they are a lot deeper than they were last year, so they will not need him as much. But if he plays well... He definitely earned a shot beginning of the year to at least prove himself. I mean, the prison he's proved, hey, the first 10 games, whatever, they should try to play him in some rotation and see if it works. Um, but a lot of it's putting him in the right situation, too. You know, it's putting him with other good players. And I think Evans will help that. I think last year being with Lance never helped any player in this league, really. So I think putting him with Tyreek Evans will significantly upgrade his performance in the court because a smarter player, a player who's more, uh, who sees the floor better, who isn't just sort of like erratic and trying to score all the time like Lance was. He's a guy who will, Evans will score, but Evans will set people up and will will see the floor at a better pace and, a, and will kind of like see the game at a just a better way than Lance does. And that will help all the other guys in the court, particularly Leaf, who will probably still be looking a little slow, but if he can have a guy who can set him up in the right spots, that would be huge for him. Um, I already get a prediction, but really I say 10 minutes a game, plays 50 games, puts up five shots, so what goes... 205 so has five points a game that's what i that's what i see him as probably um if i'm being very really you know optimistic i see him maybe cracking the rotation and playing 70 games at about 10 minutes a game but i don't know i i that one is probably too optimistic for me let's take a quick break and then i'll get back to this pocket to talk about ek and abogu all right, I want to end this podcast with ek and abogu and uh i'm concerned for him i think he might get cut for this season Maybe even during the season to make a roster spot. He's not a huge guaranteed contract, but uh, I think it's around six hundred thousand dollars. So it's not like a huge deal that you need to replace him. Because I think the biggest red flag this offseason was when they brought in Kyle Quinn as their third center, bonus Turner than him. Um, I think that was the sign that Ek is not ready to be a center in this NBA, and that he was on his way out of this team, and they were going to you know find another draft pick to sort of take a spot or another young guy to take a spot or you know they just they just don't think he's NBA ready and he's not an NBA player you know he's second, half a second round picks all the time um, 50th overall pick is not you don't expect those guys I'm sure the track record says those guys really don't become NBA players but I imagine this time next year he'll be playing in Europe if I had to guess Europe or China I guess um, I just I don't know what to do from this year really I I don't think he has a potential to crack the rotation for any minutes. I think mean, he might play in the G League some, probably will. Um, he might be on the bench some for, you know, cheering on guys, but I, I just don't see him playing. He just has not looked impressive. Um, even I'm being optimistic, I, I mean, there's just too many 
center in this piece of roster for him even to crack. I mean, it would take an injury to Sabonis and Turner and Quinn. So two of those three, if not all three of them, to really crack the rotation. I think if two of those guys got hurt, they would still find a way not to play EK because I don't think EK is NBA ready. And I'm not sure that I have really much else to say about him except that he's not NBA ready, and it's it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, because he is a second-round pick, it doesn't really matter to this team. That's because... You don't. They're second round picks are like lottery tickets. You don't usually win them, but if you hit one, it's like the greatest thing ever. You know, Lance second round pick, um, fourth overall, huge risk, huge risk at the time, paid off for the four years. He left, didn't you know? You're verted back to second round pick and almost out of the NBA league, out of the NBA. So I mean, the second round picks are all about just getting lucky and hitting one at the right moment. And with EK, that didn't happen. It's not gonna happen, and there's not much to it. Um, I guess the end of this pilot could say basically that. If I'm being really optimistic, EK gets to play because of an injury, proves himself, and is able to kind of be on this team. But I am I'm don't think he's pessimistic to say that he's just not going to be on this roster. For the Lockdown Pacers podcast, you can always follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Pacers. Um, so you have probably checked out our other shows, but on Tuesday, Tony and I did a weekly show. It's a good one. Next Wednesday, we'll be doing it after the first regular season game. Um, check out our Tony's Monday pod with Chris Manning from the Locked On Cavs and Fear the Swords of the Cavs SB Nation site. Chris is a really good guy. Um, I spoke to him before on a podcast, done with him, all this stuff. So Chris is a good one. And I believe next week we'll have a division preview with um, the Locked On Pistons host, Matt Schlock. Uh, that's probably going to be next Tuesday's podcast. Tony will be back on Monday to preview the week, and then we'll be on a couple times next week. Get excited. Basketball is one week away. One week. Get excited for basketball. That's all for this Lockdown Pacers podcast. As always, have a great rest of your day.